What is up, you gorgeous, fabulous creatures, and welcome to episode number 74 of the newly rebranded F the Scale podcast with Kylie Pax. There was some rebranding ideas being thrown around, bandied around recently within the team, and as you know, I... I went for so many years under the name of Australia's Emotional Eating Coach, which I which I still do, and we wanted to have something that really tied in with that, and we have some big surprises coming up probably in about the next two to three weeks in which the name of this new podcast is going to tie in really well. So the theme is still the same, the vibe is still the same, the energy is still the same, my level of fabulosity, honey please, is still the same. But we have changed the name and you will see that if you are watching on, if we're watching, if you're listening on Apple, Apple um, Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify or any of your other chosen streaming apps, then you will see that the cover art has changed. And if you are watching on YouTube, you will see the same thing. So moving forward, we're definitely going with F the Scale with Kylie Pax because there's so much behind this that I really feel resonates very strongly, not the least of which. The scale is the worst fucking way to measure your progress, especially in the realm of weight loss. The scale, listen, let me put it to you this way. I'm not anti-scale. I have been previously in my previous life. I was like, don't measure, don't weigh yourself on the scale. That's bullshit. But, 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 and I'm sort of retracting that a little bit now and saying the scale is certainly one way to measure your progress if that's what you want to do. However, it's not the most effective way by any means. The scale is nothing more than a gra- than a physical or not even physical. It's nothing more than a numerical representation of your gravitational pull to planet Earth at this moment. It fluctuates not only day to day, it fluctuates throughout the same day. It's just not it's not a really accurate accurate way to measure your weight loss progress. A far more accurate way that I use still to this day, and I've used it for probably 30 years now, is a good old-fashioned measuring tape. I personally find a measuring tape to be the most accurate way of day-to-day tracking your progress, if that's what you want to do, day-to-day, week-to-week, whatever, month-to-month, whatever works for you. But a measuring tape has the ability to give you a far more accurate representation of your current fat loss, water reduction, all that sort of thing, way more than what's going on on the scale. Like it's just so limited, the information that the bathroom scale can give you, whereas a measuring tape can help you to see more. It's not going to be fucked up by muscle growth or water retention, like, well, I say water retention, but it's not going to be fucked around by those things. It's going to give you a more accurate representation of the shrinkage of your butt. So as you listen to today's episode, please, you know, I'm so happy and excited and and just thrilled and pumped to see you all downloading the episodes. Please feel free to send me a message on social screenshot and share so that I can share your stories as well. I love, love, love seeing you all downloading and listening to this podcast, even though we have had a few name changes. I'm so grateful that you're sticking with me as we choose what really works for us moving forward. And this is so true and representational of everything in our life. Like it takes a minute to find your feet in any new area. For so many of us, 
us, we think, well, I should be able to lose weight. This should take two seconds. I want it done and I want it done now. But it takes a minute to find your feet in any new area of life, whether that be weight loss, whether that be dealing with emotional eating. It's going to take a few goes before you actually get it to the place where you're really happy with it. And you all know this, like I could easily pick examples out of the air. Weight loss is not a one hit method. If it was, there would be one diet out there, we would all do it and life would be fabulous. We'd all look amazing and fucking fabulous and and we would get on with our lives and think that everything was great. But it doesn't work like that. Different methods work for different people. Different methods work at different times. Different strategies and systems will suit your life better at certain times and ages and stages than other ones. It takes a minute for you to find your feet in any new area that you're stepping into in life. So today we are talking about the three main causes of nighttime binging. Oh, honey, please, please. I'm trying not to talk too loudly today because Phil's down the other end of the house in an important meeting. And normally I would be raising my voice and doing all kind of ridiculous antics, but I'm trying to be a little bit mindful of the fact that he's having a professional meeting down the other end of the house and I don't want to disturb that. But when we're talking about the three main causes of nighttime binging or even just nighttime overeating, if you're not having some kind of full-on binge at night, at least nighttime overeating. I don't know any female that doesn't do this. I don't. I'm racking my brains right now, like running through my little filing cabinet in my brain. I can't think of any female that doesn't overeat or at least graze their way through the evening. Now, the first point that I'm going to dive into today is probably the most common and it's the it's probably the biggest reason why I see so many of us, myself included, honey, please, I don't, I'm not excluding myself from this list. This is my prime reason for overeating slash if I do find myself binging at night, this is the number one reason why. And I mean, with that being said, I already feel this little like pang inside. I don't really binge anymore. Binging, thank God, is now a thing of the past for me, but it did rule my life for many, 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 many years. It's not something that I care to engage in anymore, but overeating still haunts me. Overeating still creeps up on me and I'm like, fuck, like I ate too much. I can't believe I did that, blah, blah, blah. So I get it. Please don't think that I'm living, you know, floating around with some like little non-bingified halo on my head and I'm just perfection all day long. I still deal with the same shit as you. I just have a few different tools in my toolbox now, you know, one of which I'm going to be sharing, well, a few of which I'm going to be sharing with you today. But if we start with this first reason, why we find ourselves binging overeating slash at night, the first cause is so fucking obvious. And I know that probably if you're not doing it now, you certainly have done it in the past. The first reason is because of restriction and or deprivation throughout your day time. I want you to think about it like this. Imagine if you need to make 65, 70, 75K in order to live your life in the way that you want to live it, be able to pay your bills and be able to live comfortably without stress in your everyday life. Let's say you need to make 75K. But from January to November, you've only made 10 or 20K. Oh my God. Honey, do you think you would not be starting to shit yourself at this time? You need to make 75K in order to be able to pay your bills, pay the mortgage, pay the rent, take care of the kids, the, the, the kids' school fees, feed everybody, all the things, and have a certain quality of life. Like you don't want to be sitting inside, you know, trying to burn books for heating. Like that's not the vibe. You need to make 75K. But here you are. It's now November. You've only made 20 
How fucking calm do you think you're going to be? Not very calm at all. You're going to be panicked. You're going to be freaking the fuck out at this stage and thinking, what can I do to get the money that I need? Let's flip this back to eating. This is you every damn day that you're restricting and or depriving yourself of food throughout the day. Your body needs needs a certain level of food and cal- caloric intake for it to, yes, be able to function through the day, but also not freak out and think that there's been some kind of famine or something's going on. Why isn't she eating? Why am I not getting any food? But here's you running around like a crazy person, doing 10,000 things, doing the job, running the business, taking care of the kids, taking care of the spouse, the partner, the lover, all the fucking things that we do, responsibilities that we have with our parents and or siblings. There's so much on our plate. Not to mention on top of all that, you're supposed to show your ass up on social media, look amazing and fantastic for any of my honeys that are also in business and or just enjoy being on social. There is so much for you to do on a day-to-day business. If you are not making time, to feed your body, and we're just talking physical food here. I'm not even starting to talk about thoughts, mental and emotional. I'm just talking about physical food. This is you all through the day. I don't have time. I don't have time, but secretly, don't like, listen, don't even try and lie to me. Secretly, you're hoping on the down low that you're going to drop a couple of kilos by dinner time because you skipped breakfast and lunch and all the snacks, like you skipped all the things. And you're just hoping that by tomorrow, you're going to have lost two extra kilos because you didn't eat today. Listen, That is such incredible bullshittery on our mind's part because you cannot control yourself at night. By nighttime, just like the monetary example that I gave you before with the 75K, if you've only made 20K by November, you're going to be panicking. Well, that is your body at night. It's panicking. It's like something is fucking going on. And the minute you get around food and your responsibilities for the day have diminished, Do you think you're going to sit there calmly and like make a green fucking smoothie for dinner? Highly, highly unlikely. You're going to stuff your face and or even if you don't go into a panic and stuff your face, you're at the very least going to be finding yourself grazing all night long and feeling like you just can't stop and or slash that enough is not really enough. You know when you feel like you just can't find the food that would satisfy you? You're like, I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be this fried chicken, but now I've eaten that. That's not really what I'm still feeling like I want something. And so then you start eating the chips and you're like, yeah, that's not really it. I feel like I just want something. Something. So now you're diving into the chocolate and then the cake and then the old day, three old, three day old Chinese food in the back of the fridge. None of it was what you really wanted. Your body needed sustenance throughout the day. Honey, please, is what I'm saying to you. Feed your body what it needs, give it what it needs throughout the day so it doesn't force you to do crazy ass shit at night. Now, the second reason why we often find ourselves binging and/or overeating at night is purely because of our thoughts. So let's say that you did feed yourself through the day. You know, listen, it could the thoughts are coming thick and fast when you didn't give yourself enough food through the day. But if you did, then you're sitting at home and you're really relaxed and now the responsibilities are over and like the kids are bathed and they're in bed and or you've just, you know, finished all your work for the day. Like it's done. Now you're now it's Netflix time. The thoughts are going to come into your head. Well, this is relaxation time and relaxation equals food. So now I need food. Here's what I would like you to consider. Think about that thought 
the thought for the foods that you don't need. Like it's telling you, well, you should just eat chocolate now. Just eat chocolate. You know there's that fresh block in the cupboard, the one that you haven't tried. It's going to be really great. Blah, blah, blah. Eat all the things. It's telling you that chocolate will help you relax. I want you to think about – well, listen, you know what's actually just come to me? My thoughts would tell me I need to reward myself for the day. You deserve that chocolate. You need to reward yourself. You did a great job today. You made it through another day. It's time for your reward. Get the chocolate, right? I know you can all resonate with that one. Get the chocolate, eat the chocolate, you deserve it. Well, I want you to think about that thought as nothing more than an opinion. That is purely one opinion, one option. But what is your counter thought? What is the counter opinion that you are going to come up with? Now, when I say this, there is a caveat. Well, there's two caveats. When you are going to come up with an opposing thought or an opinion to the previous one that just told you, eat the chocolate, you deserve it, it has to meet two critical criteria. Like these are non-negotiables. It has to either A, feel or be real to you. Like you can't tell yourself something that doesn't even feel real to you. Your brain is not stupid. Telling yourself that you're going to eat the apple instead of the chocolate does not even feel real or like it could be real or like it could be true. Like as if an apple is as fucking satisfying as chocolate. That's bullshit. So it has to either a feel real or be true. And secondly, it needs to be more convincing than your previous argument. So again, with the apple example, that is bullshit. Nobody wants an apple more than they want chocolate. Maybe you could coat the apple in some melted chocolate, maybe, but you've got to come up with something that is as convincing, if not more than the previous argument. Now, the litmus test that I like to use for this is really, really simple. I ask myself, does this decision that I'm about to make, does this give me more of what I want in my life and for myself and for my body or or is it taking something away from me? It's really simple. Whatever decision you're about to make, well, even if you're going to eat the chocolate, but you're just going to eat not the entire block maybe, right? Because that's also a counter argument. That could be a perfect counter for you if that works for you because more chocolate isn't more enjoyable. More is just more. It's not more enjoyment, it's just more chocolate. Like it's, it ends up not being great and you know that. It does not end up being more enjoyable. It moves from, very quickly, from more enjoyment, it moves from enjoyment to regret, guilt and shame very fucking fast. You've got to be on top of that. So the litmus test that I like to use is, is the decision that I'm about to make going to give me more of what I want or is it going to be taking something away? Now, the third reason why we are overeating or binge eating at night is really simple. You know this one. It's our emotions. Please, as if it's not. It's our emotions. What I want to say about this, if you haven't heard this before, I found this out maybe five years ago, that emotions have a 90-second lifespan. Honey, they die off after 90 seconds. You know when you think to yourself like maybe you're really sad or happy or glad, sad, glad, mad or feeling bad. Emotions have a 90-second lifespan. What that means is unless, because you might be thinking, well, Kylie, I've felt sad for more than 90 seconds or I've had a craving for chocolate for more than 90 seconds. Sure, What you have to do if you want to keep the feeling going is you have to keep thinking about the thought that is generating the feeling. Feelings are not thoughts and thoughts are not feelings. Thoughts generate feelings. And if you want to keep a cycle going, it's very simple. Just keep thinking the same bullshit thought. A perfect example would be, 
have you ever been really pissed off with somebody and like you can't stop thinking about it? And so because you can't stop thinking about it, you stay pissed off. Easy example. Easy. I mean, I've done that myself and I did that for years. I was just so pissed off with this one particular person. They made me so mad and I couldn't stop thinking about all the ways that they made me mad. So I stayed really mad. And until the end, I'm just like, this is the biggest load of bullshit that I have ever, that has ever befallen me. Like, what the hell am I doing? Emotions have a 90 second lifespan, which means much like um, a refresh button on a computer, you can hit refresh at any time. The way to do it is to start thinking new thoughts. We're not idiots. It's really, really simple. So if you want to avoid the bullshit eating at night, one of the quickest, fastest, best, most effective ways that you can do this that doesn't impact your time to any large degree is to simply take a second once once, twice a day, take a minute. This literally takes a few seconds. Place your hand on your heart and take three deep breaths. It's so simple. It's so fast and so quick. But and when I say don't pant like a dog, it's not like in and out. Three deep breaths into the diaphragm and back out through the esophagus. Right? Three deep breaths is all it takes to reset or recalibrate your emotional bandwidth. That is what I am talking about. And you can even do this at night if you're feeling like, but I want to eat the chocolate. I have to eat the chocolate. I can't control myself. I need more, more, more. Put your stop, just stop. Stop. First of all, stop with the bullshit self-talk because that is not helping you. What it's doing is releasing more of the panic and, you know, exhilarating chemicals into your bloodstream. Just thinking about eating the chocolate. Stop with that. Sit down, stand if you have to. Place your hand on your heart. Take three deep breaths into the diaphragm, back out. It helps to recalibrate your emotional bandwidth back to zero. (laughs) Well, back to 100, back to maximum, right? If you don't give yourself this like this purposeful moment to, as I say, to recalibrate, to give yourself a second, your body will fucking force you to do it by eating food. That is simply the bottom line. Think about it this way. Your personality creates your personal reality. I'm going to say that again. That's a good one. Your personality creates your personal reality. What I mean by that is what you think and feel will ultimately affect what you do. Your thoughts are so fucking important. Girls, I can't even with the thoughts. Like we're going to be spending so much more time in upcoming episodes talking about our thoughts because you don't overeat because you have a craving. You overeat because of the thoughts you have, which are releasing chemicals into your body, which is causing a craving. Nobody arrives here on planet earth pre-programmed to some level of perfection, but we do arrive here ready to learn and grow. So when it comes to that nighttime eating, overeating, binging, just feeling so bad about yourself at night because of the food choices that you're making, it's all coming back to a level of, well, I want instant gratification. I want it right now. I just want to feel good and I want to feel good right this second and I'm going to use food to do it because you can feel good right this second. But food is the quickest, fastest way that we know to do it. Here's what I want to say to you about that. Instant gratification is fucking fabulous. But if you're not proud of the choices that you're making and the woman you're becoming because of it, then seriously, what is the point? So my darlings, with all of that being said, 
please skip on over to kyliepacks.com forward slash free course. The free course is, I think now we're two weeks away. Fingers crossed, everybody. Don't hold me to it. But I think we're two weeks away from releasing the free course, which is mon-you-fucking-mental. And it's everything that I did to lose 20 kilos, keep it off, stop emotional eating, just basically get my life back. I, I just can't even. I can't even with how good this is going to be and how it's going to change and impact your life, your body, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with food forever. So head on over. I will put the link in the show notes, kyliepacks.com forward slash free course. You will get everything you need to know to be able to move forward this year. And as always, please, please, please do remember the only person who has the power to change your life is you, honey. When you step up and start understanding the way your mind ticks so that you cannot fall victim to your own BS thoughts, behaviors, choices anymore at night, that is 100% when you've got what it takes. I look forward to seeing you all again next week. Until then, my gorgeous ones, bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to shimmy your butt over to kyliepacks.com forward slash free course and sign up for my free weight loss training so you can start losing your weight now. You'll also find helpful notes and resources in my past podcast that will help you lose your weight without the BS diet drama. I'll see you next week.